shame and disgrace. Shame and disgrace. My friends, if we were asked to describe Christmas, I don't think for a minute that shame and disgrace would be the words we would use. But that's precisely what happened. The conception of this child alone has brought shame and disgrace to his entire family. His mother, a young virgin betrothed to be married, found herself pregnant before she moved in to live with her husband. Now, we were told later about the visit from the angel Gabriel, but let's not forget, at that time, no one else know about it but Mary. So who would believe her if she said that she's conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit? The people would either think she was completely out of her mind or that she's made up a flimsy excuse, a lie to get out of trouble. Regardless, if this news had gotten out, Mary's reputation would have been completely shot. Worse, she could be stoned to death. Sure, over the years, God had granted many miraculous pregnancies. For example, the pregnancy of Hannah, the mother of the prophet Samuel, or the pregnancy of Elizabeth, Mary's cousin and the mother of John the Baptist. But there was a difference. And the difference was these women were already married and living with their husbands. Mary was not. Nowadays, it might not all that be uncommon to see pregnancies outside of wedlock, but I can guarantee you it was no joking matter in those days. So how was she supposed to explain by saying yes to God, Mary had put herself in a very sticky situation. How was he supposed to explain the pregnancy to everyone, especially to Joseph, her fiancé, without being completely shamed and disgraced? And speaking of Joseph, this poor, poor man, he was just an ordinary dude. He found a girl whom he loved. He wanted to marry her, to build a life with her. He must have had dreams and hopes for his future family, and it all came crumbling down the moment he found out. Did you ever wonder how Joseph found out? Did Mary tell him herself? Or did he notice the changes in her body and asked? My gosh, that must have been an incredibly painful and awkward conversation. 
Can we put ourselves in his shoes or in his sandals or whatever it was for just a minute? Your fiancé told you, hey, I'm pregnant, but don't you worry, God did it. <laughs> How absurd that must have sounded. Would you have believed her? Joseph might have been a good man, but he was not stupid. So what was he supposed to do? Because it didn't matter what he was supposed to do, this whole affair would have been an absolute shame and disgrace. What Joseph ultimately decided showed us just how much he loved her. No one in the entire world would have blamed her, him for exposing Mary for her condition. Sure, he'll be embarrassed, but the people would side with him, would sympathize with him as the victim. But the moment he exposed Mary, she would be put to death. At the same time, as a man, he could not just pretend like nothing had happened. So he chose to divorce her quietly. My friends, do you understand the implications of Joseph's decision? By divorcing Mary quietly, Joseph had allowed himself to be looked at as the guy who impregnated his fiancée and then abandoned her. He would turn the table around. He would become the betrayer and Mary the victim. And once he made that decision, Joseph was ready to lose everything. The girl he loved, the life they might have had, even the life he was living. Why? Because the entire town would turn against him. He would not have been able to find a job to support himself. He would not have been able to find another girl to marry as a wife. Who would want to marry such a man? Out of love for Mary, Joseph was ready to let himself be shamed and disgraced. The first Christmas was not nearly as romantic as we have made it out to be, was it? No, it was stressful, it was painful. It was messy. Why? Because it was a love story. And love is stressful, love is painful, and love is messy. Resolution could only come the moment God's messenger, the angel, intervened. But notice, after the, the Annunciation to Mary, God became silent. He did not immediately send the angel to Joseph to tell him, Hey, Joseph, Mary is pregnant, but don't freak out. It's all good. That would have been so easy. But then we would not have been able to witness what a remarkable a noble man, Joseph, 
was. God only intervened after Joseph had finished agonizing over his decision. Up to that point, it must have seemed to Mary, it must have seemed to Joseph that God wanted to have nothing to do with them. And I'm sure this is a feeling that you and I can relate to because one of the unfortunate consequences of shame and disgrace is that they make us feel like God doesn't want to have anything to do with us. When our life is falling apart, when we're drowning in our issues and problems, when we repeatedly struggle with sins and vices, when we sometimes cannot even stand to look at ourselves, why would God want to have anything to do with us? But He does. He absolutely does. Not only He sent the angel to Joseph to give him an assurance that things would be okay and that Mary was telling the truth, an assurance that gave Joseph the courage he needed to take her home and the two of them would face all the problems together. But let's not forget, Jesus Christ was born in the midst of all of this drama because God did not want to distance himself from human shame and disgrace. He wanted to put himself right in the middle of it. To tell us what? To tell us that he is Emmanuel, God is with us. To tell us that nothing, absolutely nothing in life would separate us from his love. And God continues to remind us of that truth every time the celebration of the Mass happens. Because right here at this altar, Jesus Christ is born again among a people, among us, who at times carry the burden of shame and disgrace. And He tells us, come to me all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. But there's more. There's more because God just didn't want to be near our shame and disgrace. He wants to be in the middle of it. And that is why He allowed us to consume Him and have communion with Him. And so, my friends, on this night and beyond. If we ever wonder, if we ever wonder if God could love us with our sins and imperfections, with our shame and disgrace, then look to the manger. Look to the altar. Look to the cross. That's God's answer. Merry Christmas.